Uh, hey, uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Those Muckrakers. This is what, episode 17, 18? Where are we at? Uh, 16. Have we been doing this shit for 16 weeks? Yeah, so that's like our four-month anniversary. Right. It was only... I've... I feel like we've, we've gained a listener for every every episode we've done, so we're up to 16 listeners now. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, so we're those muckrakers. We're the shouty radio people. We're the the angry white boys that aren't also Nazis. Uh, that is a rarity, it turns out. Yeah, uh, so I'm Peter. And I'm Pat. And uh, yeah, man, we got a whole bunch of... So it seems like every time we kind of plan our week out, like another... In advance. Yeah, in advance, we're like, we're, we're going to talk about this. Another thing happens... Like so, just just today in Santa Fe, Texas, uh, another Nazi uh, went and shot up a school and killed like ten people. Yeah, and this one had a revolver and a shotgun. Yeah, so it so was, at least it wasn't a AR-15. Yeah, so now people are going to argue about, see, huh? It's not AR-15. Like, yeah, it's going to start. And the argument's already started again, and I'm to the point where I'm like, listen, I don't care. Um, I listened to the governor give his whole speech, and he was very careful to be like, listen. This is a real tragedy for Second Amendment supporters, but Second Amendment supporters will stand strong, and we will find solace in these tough times. Like he was, like he put the Second Amendment before dead kids, and after that, just, I got, just going back to the "This is America" song. It's like yep. got to take care of the guns first. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I thought about too. And that, that new Childish Gambino track. If you watch the uh, the music video to "This Is America," every time someone gets shot. Uh, they hand the gun off to somebody who comes and takes it in a very differential way, and then the body just gets drug off or left to lay there. Yeah, yeah. They they wrap the uh, the gun in silk and very carefully carry it away. They have to take care of the gun first and carefully. The dead bodies is like, eh, whatever. Just do away with them. We're all we're all dancing. All I do is dance. Yeah. So that's yeah. I, that, I, now I'm thinking of gorillas, but you know. Yeah, I don't even have I don't even have time for I don't I just don't have the argument in it anymore. When like the <laughs> people are already just like. We have to be very. These are very dangerous times, you know. We, you know, I, like. Come on, I, man. I definitely do. Except the problem is, is that I've been shouting at Twitter all day. So yeah. now I like almost don't have any shout left in me to shout during the shouty radio show. Well, I think what I'm going to start doing next time I get into a gun argument online is I'm just going to start making gun sounds, uh, with my <laughs> mouth, and then like uh, go. Sorry, argument one. Next topic. <laughs> now, now you wait a minute here. They are the, the AR-15. Then I'm just gonna go, gah, 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 just like write that out, and be like, uh, I mean, gun this sounds. is nonsense. This is nonsensible as their arguments. Yeah. Like I saw uh, one person earlier today saying, "Well, you know, the guns don't pull themselves out and shoot people." Kakao, kakao, kakao. Next argument. Like, no, nobody's arguing that guns are sentiently just coming to life and deciding to mow people down, destroy all human style. They're, uh, but. God, yeah, just pow, 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 pow. Yeah, pew, pew, let, pew. Let that Rat be tat, tat. Where are we at? Just like, you know, and anytime they just try to speak, I'm just going to go like, da, 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 just over them, because that's at this point. Yeah. No, actually, I will give my counter argument to that. If guns are so irrelevant to the equation, then why do you care if we get rid of our guns or not? If it doesn't matter if they have the gun or they don't have the gun, then let's just not have the guns, right? Because the gun doesn't you, kill I people, liked you people better, kill people. I liked you better when you fought back with Bob Dole trivia. <laughs> that was wonderful. That's what I do to people that talk about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Like they want to distract with the yeah, but Hillary Clinton in the 1990s accepted foreign donations. She she admitted this. It's like uh, God damn it, her freaking our current president had a bipartisan report come out this week that proves he colluded with the Russians. That's just this week. Why are you having to talk about something Hillary did 
40 years ago. God damn it. I want to just be like, uh, you know, uh, President Andrew Johnson um, broke with but, the radical Republicans uh, and, uh, you know, in, in, in giving the uh, the right to vote and actually in punishing this out. Uh, Andrew Johnson accepted money from the radical Republicans. Now, this is known. Uh, you do know that uh, the only way to stop a bad guy with a Hillary Clinton is a good guy with a Hillary Clinton? That's You know what? That's our new thing. So we're those muckrakers or the shouty radio people. We're the good guy with a Hillary Clinton story. Yep. Oh, my God. We're the good guys with a gun. That's who we are. Uh, but, I mean, good guys with a gun don't stop bad guys with a gun. People stop bad guys with or without a gun because the gun's irrelevant to this equation, right? Because we can't talk about the guns, but also good guys need guns. So, you know, the argument is that because the NRA just lobbies for gun manufacturers, they want to sell as many guns as possible. That's why all of their solutions are more guns, more guns, more guns, and they won't even let people consider fewer guns. And so they come up with nonsense, non sequiturs, like, well, the guns aren't coming alive and killing people, so what you need to do is buy a shitload of guns. Well, if the guns aren't the problem, then the guns shouldn't be the solution either, right? But never mind. I still like Bob Dole trivia better. Let's uh, just do... Let's just do... Because, you know... um. When he was uh, with Newt Gingrich, he picked Newt Gingrich because he knew he was going to lose because Newt was, like, thrown off by Bob Dole suddenly deciding to run for president and then just, like, dropping out of the Senate to run. Um, So, speaking of problems, we got a a whole slew of other problems to talk about. So, uh, this was also the week in which... uh, the the United States government decided to recognize uh, Israel's capital in Jerusalem instead of Tel Aviv. Yep. So, God, this is a problem for a number of reasons. Mostly because it's already a melting pot down there. And yeah, I get it. It doesn't take foreign influences to provoke and stir the pot enough to the point in which Israelis mow down more of Hamas. And yeah, Hamas aren't exactly the best negotiators ever because they kind of want to drown all the Israelis in the ocean. But the point is, is that it is a very delicate situation. So a guy coming in with a sledgehammer is not the right solution. Trump is the guy with the sledgehammer. He's the one that stirs the pot. So basically the city is contested in that like uh, it's got, um, oh, I'm so dumb. What? It's So it's (laughs) Jerusalem. So it's the, the traditional... Jewish holy city, right? Jerusalem is where the temple is that, uh, yeah, that's that's the place where the Antichrist has to go to begin the end of the world. Right. Him entering an Israeli-controlled temple is in um, the apocalypse where uh, everything really gets kicked off. So, the... so for the biblical prophecies to all come true... Israel does need to own Jerusalem. So yeah, so like, so let's the get into, in the basics of it. Uh, it's very, very, very like the wall and the temple is there for the Jews. The dome of the rock is there for uh, people who are Muslim, um, and then for for Christians, I guess uh, it's a place where they killed Muslims and Jews and took over. That's why it's important <laughs> to them. Um, so yeah, anyway, it's it, a it's a it for a long time. What 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 Jerusalem should be? So to get into this whole thing. Uh, so Palestine for a long time was owned by the Palestinians. Uh, World War One happened, and the Brits were like, uh, "Hey, we should uh, we should give some land yeah. to the Jews, right?" Oh, so we're get, so what we're doing now we're getting into the uh, complete history of this war because we thought that um, instead of focusing on how Trump is directly responsible for like sixty deaths, including a baby that died to tear gas, which I only bring that up because people say it's just hostile protesters getting sniped. But it's not just protesters that are right up against the wall banging on it that are getting killed when yeah, babies, babies are, are babies killed. are trying to climb the fence too. 
Yeah, that's a real danger to the Israelis. So let's... But it's not just that. It's um. But we decided to not just focus on that. We're going to take a step back and look at the complete history of this. But first, there's just one more thing I want to insert here. It, what? If, if this is your, if this is you inserting your "that's cute" news in the middle of this, I'm going to come through this uh, the internet and punch you in the face. Okay, so in that's cute. No, but um. <laughs> so how about some "that's cute" news in Palestine? Today, a baby died. Uh, <clears throat> I, I was just going to follow up with something that we talk about a lot, which is uh, nuclear Armageddon. Oh, yeah. Since I mentioned the apocalypse earlier. Sweet, sweet nuclear Armageddon. So we keep saying that uh, whenever enough nukes get set off at once, it causes the end of the world. So I actually looked up the math behind it since the last episode, since yeah. we bring this up so, so often. Much like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, how many nukes does it take to get to the center of a nuclear winter? It takes 50 Hiroshima nukes going off at once. That would be enough to wipe out all of humanity because it would put enough soot into the atmosphere that the Earth would become uninhabitable uninhabitable to us. For how long would it be uninhabitable? Oh, like millions of years. If ever, it may never go back to being habitable. Nice. So now you said 50 Hiroshima-style nukes, right? <clears throat> right. So that would uh, equal 750 kilotons worth of nukes. So bigger. if you had bigger nukes, it would take fewer. So they would just need to launch seven to kill all of us? Uh, something around that. Yep. So, yeah. So <laughs> you just need like seven to 14 nukes and we're all dead. Uh, just a little trivia for you there. Um, all right, so uh, it, it's just a good thing that uh, there's no hostilities with Russia right now because uh, they won the Cold War. So we're actually safer under Trump. Well, uh, the deplorables were right. Strangely enough, kind of like in Rocky Four, the Russians initially looked like they were going to lose the Cold War, and then they came back to win it in the end. Um, so the uh, all right, so the the whole the whole Jerusalem problem. All right, so number one. Uh, the city of Jerusalem is such an important city to like three major religions that, in fact, Jerusalem honestly should be a uh, what do you call it? It shouldn't. It should be like Antarctica. It, it should be yeah, like not owned by any nation. Yeah, it nobody be... nobody owns it. It's a full on like UN like green zone. Like there's no politics, no country. Like anybody can come and go, whatever. Right? Nobody owns it because that's the thing. It's too important to too many people. No one should have it. Right. And um, uh, there's one thing I wanted to address is that uh, one of the biggest myths behind this war is that it's been going on for thousands of years mm -hmm. when really it's been going on for a hundred years tops, depending on how you look at it. This current conflict can be seen as about 70, 75 years old. Yeah. So it came uh, sort of at the end of World War One when the Ottoman Empire, which was the large Middle Eastern Empire run by the Ottoman Turks, uh, you could either say fell apart or was dismantled by the, uh, the uh, what I guess we were the we weren't the Allied powers back then, whatever we, whatever we were the Central Powers anyway, um, whatever we were we dismantled everyone wanted a piece of that sweet Ottoman Empire, um, the French yeah. and the uh, uh, English, uh, the French and the British got um, Palestine and that part of the Middle East right. Right, so uh, that's with the uh, sykes picot agreement. Pico? So they basically <clears throat> cut up the, the Middle East instead of, uh, you know... That's with uh, the UK and French made an agreement with uh, Russia secretly working with them because everyone wanted a piece of the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, so instead of dividing up the Middle East in a way that made any sense, you know, we're like, oh, these people are traditionally here, we'll just make it, we'll make these sort of homogeneous countries. They drew 
and I'm not even exaggerating, they looked at a map and they drew straight fucking lines all across the Middle East. And when someone's like, why did you divide the Middle East like that? He was like, well, I do, I do enjoy a straight line. I think it just looks neat and tidy. And people were like, um, I don't, you know, you put me with people that aren't really, that would be like if someone drew a line across your apartment and go, by the way, now you and your upstairs neighbors share half your bedroom. Yeah. And you'd be like, wait, what? How does that fucking make any sense? They keep their apartment in half my bedroom? Huh? You know what? It's a straight line. I'm sorry. It's just you can't argue with geometry. It's uh, it's manifest destiny. Sorry. Yeah. Um, So they did that. It started a whole bunch of regional tensions and like... So a lot of people might say, oh, well, I mean, whenever you put Muslims and Jews together, it's always going to be tense. That's just how it is. But that's actually not true because Christians, Muslims, and Jews were all living in the Palestinian area for actually quite a while, peacefully, before the Ottoman Empire fell. Under the Ottoman Empire, they uh, they were getting along actually really well. So, But right at the turn of the year 1900, two main things started to happen. Uh, one was that the native Arabs began to consider themselves uh, Palestinian nationalists, mm-hmm. which just means that they identified themselves as Palestinian rather than the more general Arab identity. Right. And also in Europe, the Jews were beginning to join the Zionist movement, which just said, well, we should have our own nation too. So they had begun to uh, migrate back towards in the general direction of Jerusalem in the Middle East, because that's where their biblical homeland was. But this sort of was a slow trickle in from 1880 to 1918. I wrote those years down. Yeah. Uh, the numbers of Jews living in Palestine increased from 10,000 to just under 40,000 over the span of 40 years. But then at the end of that is whenever we get to the end of World War One and the Ottoman Empire falling, and now we're going to notice things changing and tensions sort of picking up. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's the thing is like, there's not like, oh, they've been fighting for thousands. It's like, nope, there, there's a very clear way things were divided up, and everybody wanted it. And it's, it is a, it, Western Europe has, and like the Western, the, the West has a history of completely misunderstanding like regional tensions and the way things are. And then just mushing people together and going, hey, this is your new country now. Like we can, we die, we like the 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 colonizing powers did that in the the African continent. They did it in like the Middle East and Asia. Like they constantly don't go, huh? Well, these people have traditionally lived in what would be considered a country. Nope, you're all Iraqis now. But I'm Kurdish. Don't care. Yep. And this is the uh, the British mandate for Palestine, which is imperial. England or Britain coming down and uh, saying that we own this area. And it would last until 1940, from 1919 to 1940. If I remember correctly, it was also Britain that started urging the idea of pan-Arabism to kind of, I I guess, help break up the Ottoman Empire. Um, This idea that, like, we're all all united by our our Arabism, right? Um, So they pushed that, and then that that kind of turned around and, like, didn't work out in their favor. They they want to push the ideas of democracy and, like, the freedom to choose. But as soon as a country's like, well, we're Palestinians. Let let us choose what we want to do in Palestine. The Britons are like, uh, no, thank you. And I believe that leads us into the uh, Holocaust next, right? Right. So, yeah, after, after, uh, you know, World War II... Uh, you had massive amounts of just sort of uprooted Jewish people, and everybody was basically playing. Um, and, yeah, not 
not only were way more Jews than ever before fleeing Europe, but now the rest of the world was cheering them on. And this is whenever you began to see Americans for a Jewish Palestine banners in the U.S., as they uh, began to weigh into this, too, yeah, as well, well as the rest of the world. Well, it's also because we were playing hot potato with all the <laughs> Jewish refugees. That, too. Like, yeah, because, yeah, Amer- by the way, America was turning away Jewish refugees the same way they're turning away Syrian refugees today. Yeah, so we were like, I don't want them. Like, yep. uh, so they ended up, uh, so that was the point in which the, um, so what was what was the, was it the Balfour Declaration in which the, uh, the, 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 or was that earlier where the British were like, by the way, Jewish people, here's a big chunk of Palestine that's yours. That's, uh, oh God, where do I even have that written down? I know that, um, yeah, that was in 1947 because, um, Palestine, or the violence continued to escalate over there. So that's when Brit- Britain decided to divide Palestine into two separate states. And that's whenever Israel became a thing for the first time, with uh, Israel being for Jews and Palestine for Arabs. And they chopped it up and said, this is your land and Palestine is your land. And that's when the city of Jerusalem became... Right, that was actually a special international zone in the beginning. So this is, it's not yet um, taken over by any one place. It was kept international because uh, it's important to too many people. And part of Britain's compromise of taking so much of the Palestinian land and turning it into Israel is that they would grant Palestinians their independence, a.k.a. Britain realized that this was a huge mess they had just created, and they decided to duck out at this point. They're no longer uh, ruling this place as uh, an empire. They're decolonizing and leaving. Right, so basically the Arabs revolted, like, and in response for them, like, kind of not revolting, they were like, yeah, we'll give you Palestine, and then they kind of just resettled uh, a lot of the the Jews in their new homeland, and then the British pieced out, like they did with a lot of stuff. Yep. Uh, Even though 90% of the people living in the Palestinian state, both Muslims and Christians, were opposed to it, so the British set it up, and they just walked the fuck out. Um, thus leaving the newly resettled Jewish people in a sea of hostile, uh, newly formed Arab countries that did not want them there. All right, so anyway, so if you fast forward to, uh, you know, they, they, they basically the British have created this problem. So in the um, 1960s, I believe, my dates are all messed up. So you had the, uh, the Six Days War. So oh, wait, no, no, no. Oh, you skipped over something. What did I skip may- over? Maybe... Maybe this was uh, what I was supposed to pick up on. Um, From 1948 to 1949, this was the Arab-Israeli War, where um, many of the Arab nations, which had just gone independent themselves, decided to wage war on Israel. So all these um, previously colonized um, Arab nations all around Palestine decided to uh, join Palestine and wage war on Israel. Right. So um, Israel did actually win that war, and in doing so, they pushed well past the border, which Britain had chopped up for them, and they took even more land. And while Jerusalem was smack dab in the middle of a huge Palestinian land zone before, the Jewish land had pushed all the way against it now. Uh, So it's right on the border between Palestine and Israel. But it gets worse because this takeover of Palestine, Palestinian land expelled huge numbers of Palestinians from their home, creating a refugee crisis, which would become known as the Palestinian Exodus, as uh, these refugees would scatter to the four winds and take up homes in Syria, Gaza, Egypt, West Bank, right. all so these other places. Here's where, it got, here's where I got confused. So um, I did some research. So there have been three Arab-Israeli wars, and in each war, Israel wins and takes more land and then holds it, right? 
basically, yeah, they've uh, they've never conceded any land in any of these wars. They only just gained more and more. Except for there was one compromise. Uh, I forget with which president. It was not Bill Clinton. He didn't do anything. Uh, it was, was the talking... first Camp David Accord. Oh, yeah, you're talking about old, they... old Jimmy Carter. Yeah, and that's where they did give back some land to Egypt, but they've never given anything back to Palestine. But we'll get we'll get to that. Well, here's the problem. So here's the way I see the problem. So they've had three wars. Uh, basically, Israel's surrounded. Uh, they they rely on support from the United States and that they've kind of turned themselves a little bit into an international pariah. The problem is, uh, and Israel's they, both both sides are doing a, a a big job of like just fucking up. So. The surrounding uh, Arab states are hostile, and their motto is "Drive the Jews into the sea." So yeah. it's real hard to sit down at a negotiating table with someone where it's like, "All right, guys, what are we all trying to get out of this?" And the person just the person across from you sounds like Commander Cobra from GI <laughs> Joe. That's like that sounds like something Cobra would say if you sat down Cobra and like you know the GI the Joes and be like, "All right, Cobra, what do you want? I want to drive GI Joe into the sea." Like, okay, well, that's ridiculous. And then, like, you look at the uh, the Israelis, like, um, you know, they were they were given this land basically illegally by the British. The British left, but okay, whatever, man. We're all here now. Everyone's born there. It's a country, right? So we got it. We got to live. But the problem is, they seize not only seize this land, but they treat uh, the Palestinians as if it's like African apartheid or like yeah. the United States during the Jim Crow era, right? So they treat the Palestinians as second-day citizens, thus making like their lives miserable. They can't get jobs. They can't move between their homes. They're just constantly shot with impunity uh, by the Israeli soldiers, and like so, they're they're basically living as refugees. And the Israelis are doing nothing about it because they, they're like, ah, oh, they're Palestinians, they're dogs, you know? Yep. And I, that's, uh, and it, well, uh, I mean, the Arabs have at times tried to uh, accept peace negotiations and at times tried violence, and they do break up pretty soon into, like, different factions, and that's when we'll get to Hamas, but... Like they've tried everything and nothing has worked, and sort of the same with Israel, because every time someone will decide for peace, someone else will decide that they're a traitor for wanting peace and assassinate the leaders. Yeah. So it's just been a mess. Because yeah, it's it's like there's no there's no united movement, um, and there was arguments for a long time about what's the solution? Is there a one state? Is there a two state solution? I don't see a two state solution. You can't have two states on the same land. Right. I mean. Uh, that was um, uh, what's his name? The uh, Malcolm X was saying that um, separation might be a solution, and he for a long time saw that as the only solution. But right. I believe even he began to like back away from that near the end. And yeah, say, well, yeah. Maybe... So towards yeah, towards the end of Malcolm X's life, you know, because for a long time he was a uh, black and white can't live together. We're going to need a separate black now, state with black now businesses. This, now this... The, the difference between um, separation versus segregation. Segregation is we're living together, but we don't interact. Separation is we all just live in our own states. Right, and he was for that for a very, very long time, uh, as was, uh, I believe, Marcus Garvey, uh, as were several other, like Booker T. Washington, I believe, was very much like, we're going to have to accept separation and segregation until we can build ourselves up and come back as equals. Anyway, we're to the point now where, like, the only way the Arab-Israeli conflict is going to end is uh, either A, uh, one side manages to completely genocide the other, 
um, which it seems is like what the Israelis are kind of going for. They're they're not actively putting the Palestinians. Well, they are putting them in camps. Um, I read a whole th- like a, a whole um, genocidal checklist the other day. Uh, do you remember yeah. that I sent to you? It was very interesting. I I don't think I got around to reading it. Um, I can well, tell you that a uh, fun fact that uh, concentration camps are coming to the U.S. because the children of migrant workers are going to be kept in uh, warehouses on military bases. So I oh, all right, all right. Oh, I'm going to get to that because I I disagree. Um, but like, uh, so that counts as a concentration camp. Yeah, hang on. So the idea of genocide is an intentional action to destroy a people uh, in whole or in part. Um, and like it gets into it a little bit more of like uh, either through killing or through economic economic ways and stuff like that. So basically, if you're if you're ba- like, all right, here we go. If any of the following acts are committed with an intent to destroy in whole or part a national, ethical, ethnic, ethnic or racial or religious group, such as killing all the members, causing serious bodily harm or to mental health, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction. Imposing measures intended to prevent births in the group. Forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. So I think that you can definitely, like, with Israel and Palestine, you can go with the A, B, and C, right? They're killing Palestinians, they're causing serious bodily harm and mental health, and they're deliberately inflicting conditions of life calculated to bring about the Palestinians' physical destruction. Um, They're setting up a system, like... And the thing that makes me maddest about it is, like... Things can't even slow down because so they're like. Did you read about the illegal Jewish settlements? Yes. So yes, yeah. So the land that is the land that belongs to the Palestinians uh, are constantly being settled. Yeah, by Jewish people. They're just they'll go in. They'll just be like, if you have a farm, they'll go move like run over your crops and build a house in the middle of your backyard. And you go, what the fuck's going on? And they go, this is a settlement. Get the fuck out of here. And you're like, yeah, but this is my land. Place. We're, we're still at the uh, Six Days War of uh, nineteen sixty-seven. Sorry, I, I just got on mad. So yeah, so the the <laughs> we, we there was three Arab-Israeli wars. The Israelis won all of them. And the Six Days War, they beat back every like what like six different Arab countries. Yeah, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, they fought. Israel and the neighboring Arab states decided to fight another war. Yeah, and when it ended, Israel had seized. Golan Heights from Syria, the West Bank from Jordan, and both Gaza and the Sinai Peninsula from Egypt. And that's all the places I had listed. But that's just like their spoils of war right there. So Israel now controlled all of Palestine, including its holy sites. And that left Israel responsible for governing governing the Palestinians, uh, people that had fought for decades. And this is where Hamas comes in pretty soon, actually. Because um, they do eventually give the Palestinians back the authority. As part of like one of their future peace accords, the Palestinians will be able to govern themselves. But whenever that happens, uh, a lot of Palestinians are saying, well, no, this government that was given to the Arabs by the Isra- Israelis is not our real leaders. So we'll be the real leaders because we're going to break away from them and earn the leadership. And that's where Hamas comes from. But uh, so the official Palestinian governments on the West Bank, whereas Hamas is in Gaza. Right. And it's actually an offshoot of the Muslim Brotherhood uh, from Egypt. Um, but that's a problem. Even, like, the leaders of Hamas yeah. can't, can't like, di- can't friggin' agree on, like, if we're, if we want peace. It's very much like the, uh, the Irish, uh, the Irish problems happening between Irish and, Irish, Ireland and England, in that you had multiple factions, and when one faction was like, ha, let's make peace with the English and get our land back. 
like another faction be like, let's fucking assassinate that guy and bomb some shit. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's very, very similar. Like, now you got, like, factions that, like, don't want the conflict to end. And and my honest belief is that, like, the, the, the Palestinian people and a lot of the Israeli people are being played by these factions that don't want this, that they don't want the trouble to end because as long as there's a war, these hardline assholes get to stay in power. And uh, this brings us to uh, the Camp David Accord, which takes place shortly after the Six Days War. It's, uh is a peace deal brokered by the U.S., meaning we were just sort of the middleman. We didn't really write anything. We just sort of got them to come together. And this was because the rest of the world began to realize that the Palestinian-Israeli conflict is a serious issue that needed to stop. And so we were trying to help that happen. And also, after the Six-Day War, the surrounding um, Arab nations would never fight with the Israelis again. That just became the Palestinians' problem. Right. So from this time forward, they're not going to be fighting Egypt anymore. They're not going to be fighting Syria anymore. None of that. It's all just um, Israeli versus Palestine. And and the problem is, I I understand, I guess, why the Israelis would not want to give back the seized land. Because... You know, if you had come, if you, if my neighbor came from their apartment, if they came over here to kill me and I kicked the shit out of them and then became the owner of their apartment too, I'd have a real hard time being like, here's your apartment back, although you did come and try to kill me. Um, it, but it, it would be all the way into the uh, Oslo Accords where someone would be like, well, I'm taking your apartment now and all your stuff belongs to me, but I'm going to give you the authority to um, control it so you can decide what channel the TV's on and what the air conditioner yeah. set at. But, but, the, uh, but the, the basic problem is, like, they're, they're not governing the Palestinians correctly. Forget even the idea of self-determination. Like, it, like I said before, they're basically, it's a slow genocide in that, like, they're slowly edging the Palestinians. And, like, by the way, the Jewish settlements into Palestinian land are fucking illegal under international accord. Yeah, and that's actually the next thing that happened after the uh, Camp David Accords is that um, the the let's see the Palestinian Liberation Organization. Where is this? Oh, that's actually at the ah um, a lot of stuff goes on at this point. Uh, the Palestinian Liberation Organization decided to form, and yeah, that's the PLO. Uh, PLO yeah, was the a... PLO is uh, basically terrorists that uh, attack them randomly. But also that's when Israeli settlers began to force even more Palestinians off their lands. And that's when everything began to get divided up even more than ever, which caused two things. And I was sure to bold this so I'd see it and remember it, is that in the short term, it made occupation more painful for the Palestinians. And in the long term, it divided up the West Bank and Gaza, making having an independent Palestine virtually impossible because uh, they're all, instead of it being like one area that's Palestine, it's just all chopped up into little bitty pieces. That's what I mean. That's when I when I read that thing about genocide and that like, if you look at kind of the, your genocide checkbox, the idea is like, so they're killing members, all right, so killing Palestinians, check. Causing serious bodily harm and mental health of the Palestinians, check. Deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life, and this is the big part for me, uh, conditions calculated to bring about its physical destruction, that's what gets me is like you not only are you have you taken their land you're not giving it back now you're to slowly illegally settling on land that they own thus trying to eventually to destroy the very identity and the idea and remove palestinians from existence right yeah but uh they wouldn't take all this genocide lying down from uh 87 to 93 the first uh, intifada kicked up uh, intifada means uh, uprising 
Yeah. And so they they fought back a lot of times, but like they, they at this point, like anybody that it, they just turned into maskers. Like they, it does. Uh, like I noticed that in every single time there's a conflict, it's usually like thousands and thousands of Arabs dying versus maybe a few, right? Uh, like a hundred if they're lucky Israelis. And that's and that's the problem is is the and I and, under, I understand the ideology I feel like and, behind with and, go ahead and. and and coming on the hills of this in 1993, that's when the Oslo Accords happen, which is also when Hamas is born. And I already discussed that, both of those things before. So, I mean, like, the problem is, like, uh, I understand that, like, Israelis, the Israelis feel like they're surrounded by hostile countries and they have a hostile element within the own country that they were just kind of, that was stolen from the Palestinians and given to them. Um, and so their whole thing is, I guess, if they, it's like prison. If you don't go in and just knock out the biggest dude, you'll end up someone's bitch. You know what I mean? Like, there's this idea that if you don't just retaliate and put a bunch of Palestinians in the morgue, every time something happens, uh, they'll get bold and they'll drive you into the sea. But that's not the way to do things. Keeping people stirred up like that and, like, it's like a saying I heard once about if you give a man a 10-foot wall and give him a 5-foot ladder and go, all right, figure it out, he'll do whatever he's got to do to make up the rest, you know, to get his rights or to get what's his. Yeah, if you uh, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you... um take a man's land he'll eat until his supplies run out and then he'll starve and then he'll attack you oh, and i was gonna say fish. i was gonna say if you give a man a if you give a man a fish he'll eat for a day if you tear gas his baby to death <laughs> well then you get to move your um embassy into his backyard yeah uh, but yeah they make it yeah. impossible for palestinians to live and i understand their arguments but it's like again one of those things if you would stop treating so, the uh, palestinians like they're second class citizens and include them as part of the state I think you would see a drop in violence. Uh, and you know how um, traditionally in movies, like the first one's good and the second one's anywhere from okay to it sucks? Yeah. Well, after the first Intifada, the second Intifada was um, like the first one, but shittier because way more Palestinians died and way fewer Israelis died. Yeah. Well, oh, proportionately. and uh, But like the numbers were much bigger on both sides. And then Camp David 2 is um, Bill Clinton trying in uh, 2000 to repeat the success of the first one. Failed. Nothing came of it whatsoever. Well, the, and the reason that basically the, brings us up to the present. With, yeah, um, well, the problem is like there's no negotiate because I can negotiate. I think I, Malcolm X maybe even said this. Uh, negotiation only happens between equals. Yeah. Yeah, so um, if you don't, if you see someone else as a lesser, then that's just not going to be. Even, you're not going to give them a fair shot. Because I used to be a big Israel supporter, because you know we all grew up like like Southern apocalyptic, like Christian Baptist. So we were like, you know, we're on the side of Israel because they're God's chosen people. It says so in the Bible. But as I got older <laughs> and I learned more, I'm just like, man, like, dude, you're you're fucking up. Like you're you're treating people badly. And the thing is. There's no way the Palestinians could ever come meet you as equals and have a discussion with you at a table because give them their fucking land back. Or at the very least, like, let them live their lives. They, like that, You can't start an argument until we've, like, you know, met at a, an immediate point. Like, you know, like Hamas is, and I'm still on the, I guess Hamas is a terrorist organization. They've done a lot of terrorist stuff. Uh, but, like, you know, people talk about how dangerous Hamas is. They're, yeah, Hamas is uh, way more religious and way just crazier than um, the official Palestinian government. Yeah, you know why Hamas so, exists? Because you're tear-gassing babies to death. Yeah, they're they're the ones who are having their babies tear-gassed to death, by the way, because it's uh, Gaza's where all this violence is taking place right now. Yeah, so here's the thing, and here's why I'm just like, fuck Hamas. Uh, 
uh, they're like, man, Hamas is, is so dangerous. They're um, they're flying kites over the over the border into Israel uh, with Molotov cocktails tied to them to burn Israeli crops. And I'm like, what? you didn't hear about that? No, does that actually work? Yeah, well, I mean, it, look, does it not burn itself out? Look, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break down. I'm gonna get real tactical with you. You're fighting a war in 2018, right? We got guns, we got tanks, we got drones, and you're still using kite technology. You're running out of fucking options. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been bottling their shit and throwing it at them. Yeah, I you, think you know how angry you have to be to shit in a bottle and then throw it. Uh, pretty mad. Yeah, I mean that means that's. I'm just saying, like either either very mad or just on a particularly long car trip and out of options because we missed the last uh, truck stop. My point is, you know how hard it is to physically shit into a bottle. Huh. That's. You know, I've never tried before. Yeah, but yeah, I imagine but difficult. You don't have to have done it to think about the physics of it, man. Like I'm just saying, that's a concentrated, focused kind of anger and oppression. Like, when you're like, I'm so mad that I'm going to shit into this tiny opening, uh, and then I'm going to throw it at people, because that's all I've got left. Anyway, the point is, give the Palestinians some concessions. You'll get some concessions from the Palestinians. Then you can sit down and start dealing. But, so here's where we're at now. Our stupid fucking uh, president decides to go ahead and recognize Jerusalem, the most contested city in the world, as the uh, as the fucking uh, Israeli capital. Thus completely shutting down any kind of negotiations with the Palestinians. Yeah, and uh, it just stirs tensions in the world more, and it makes our allies hate us more because they're seeing us fucking up. Well, we were always and... supposed to be the peace brokers. For a long time, we've been trying, as we talked about the presence, we've been trying to, like, broker peace, uh, and now the Palestinians are done with us. They removed their embassy from Funny the United how it's States. it's only the, uh, the Democrats that try to broker peace. I noticed that. Well, the, the, the Palestinians like left the United States, like their 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 embassy and their ambassador. Oh my God! So something happened the other day. I didn't even get a chance to talk about this. Um, in the UN, uh, I believe it was during a UN meeting when the Palestinian ambassador went to speak. The United States ambassador walked out. Really? Yeah. Shit. Well, I mean, God damn it, America. I think that uh, America's well on its way to being... There we go. Here, I got it right now. I got it right now. Nikki Haley walks out of a country. UN Security Council meeting as Palestinian envoy begins to speak. Uh, I mean, I, I know that, like, um, Mike Pence is, like, snubbing people's wives at um, international meetings, but... Well, this is after she praised the Israelis for acting with restraint in handling the protests <laughs> in Gaza. They... You don't snipe people left, right, and center. You, they're basically killing anyone that approaches the wall. That's not restraint. Well, it's literally the opposite of restraint. Well, the argument they go is they go, I don't think any, you know, you can't hold them. Any country that had people charging its borders would have acted this way. I'm like, it's not your country. You stole it. Like, we don't, we don't treat people, uh, Hispanics charging our borders that way. Uh, well, we will. Don't worry. I, We're going to get to that. We're working on it. We're working real hard on getting some snipers to just start shooting brown people that get anywhere close. Hell, I'm sure we'll put snipers facing in both directions so we can shoot brown people on the other side of the wall, too. Ah, clever girl. Yeah, so you were saying earlier that we're putting kids in, in military installations and their concentration camps. Well, um, the White House is preparing to make this uh, to make this happen. Well, yes. we're already kind of doing it. Like this is the um, 
this actually ties back to what General Kelly was saying the other week. Yeah. That uh, don't worry about their families. They'll be taken care of whenever we deport the adults. Uh, th- this is the reason why he didn't get too involved in that is um, not only was he saying, well, you know, the parents can't adapt to uh, America, but don't worry about their kids. Their kids will be fine. This isn't cruel. Actually, it is because we're going to be putting them in camps. But you're saying it's not concentration camps? They're not concentration camps because I don't think the idea is to execute or exterminate them. It is kind of fucked up and it's a real bad look. We're already kind of doing it because we had a lot of kids from Central America fleeing the crises there. Uh, it was kind of like, where do, what do we do with them? Because we don't really have a system for like getting them, like getting them over here, giving these kids asylum, and setting them up with. Um, we've taken such a weird, like, not n- completely non-nuanced approach, nuance, not a non-nuanced approach to immigration. Uh, that like we don't really have an idea for like. So what happens if a whole bunch of like twelve-year-olds fleeing violence come to our border and ask to be let in? What do we do with them? Put them in a concentration camp. Yeah, it's not a fucking concentration camp. I understand. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna smarmy gun advocate on the internet. You right quick. Smarmy gun advocate me all the way, but that's the thing. I also the, am tired that, of the like actual, the actual definition of concentration camp is, and that's where I read out the con- the in the definition it does not say you have to hold them there for the purpose of extermination. Just that you're holding a large number of people. Are you sure that there's nothing about conditions causing death? Let's see. It's uh, a place where large numbers of people, especially political prisoners or members of a persecuted minority, are deliberately imprisoned in a relatively small area with inadequate facilities, sometimes to provide forced labor or to await mass execution. Right. So we're not forced labor, mass executing them. You know, no, it if, says sometimes. That's a sometimes thing, not an always. If I remember correctly, the, the idea... The actual, the actual definition is we're just holding them there. Right. Okay. So uh, you can... I. Uh, so my problem is, and this is my problem. I, I um actually do. I know. Um, so this, actually. This is my uh, uh, this is my problem with the left is that they're oftentimes alarmist and it wastes energy on a, a more uh, what do you call it um, a, a more important conversation that needs to happen about like what's actually going on because where are those kids supposed to go? Uh, same place anyone who loses their parents goes orphanages. Have you seen orphanages in the United States? They may do Though better. if though a uh, real real question is, or I mean real question real answer is uh they should stay with their parents here in America. Yeah. We shouldn't be deporting them in the first place. So here's where the history if I remember my history correctly comes from so the the, the word concentration camp comes from Spanish reconcentration camps in Cuba where basically to end the Cuban rebellion before the Spanish-American war the Spanish put Cuba in these giant like camps in which disease and stuff basically fled through and killed them. So they were forcibly sent to these places to be held, and they ended up killing them, and they were called reconcentration camps. Basically, you're concentrating people in an area to end a rebellion or hold them or whatever, right? But yeah, so we should have a better system for, like, immigration. Here's a cool thing about immigration. You ready for this? I heard this the other day, and I just went, Ha! Suck it, Republicans! All right. So, yes. So, so, um... What do you call it? Uh, uh, um, Social Security works in that you have a whole bunch of young people working, paying into it, and then the old people stop working and they collect it, right? Right. Well, the fucking boomers, there's more of them than there are of us because they fucked everything up. The baby boomers have ruined the economy so that, like, people in our generation are not having kids because people in our generation are like, man, I can't afford food. How am I going to have a baby? So you have this huge number of people that are aging and they're not working anymore. Sorry, just very quickly... Added note: the uh, the cost of children has gone up exponentially over time. Like a hundred years ago, 
or 200 years ago, you made money for every kid you had. Even 100 years ago, you sort of made money in that they were labor and that uh, you got dowries whenever you married them off. But yeah. neither of those things really happens anymore. You can't, because, so, because of the so liberals, just, you can't send them to the coal mines. Bring back coal jobs. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Continue. Hashtag clean coal. <laughs> I was thinking mostly like having them work on uh, farmland and stuff. Yep. Hashtag anyway. send them to work farms. But anyway, you're saying? Yeah, so uh, so Social Security works in that, like, you need a large, younger population to fucking continue putting in the pot. So the older, so so it's like a big, uh, it's a pyramid scheme. You need more people at the bottom it than is. you do at the top or it doesn't work, right? Anyway, so the fucking boomers have fucked everything up and now they're all old and now they're all like, mm, I've worked, I'd like to retire and collect my Social Security. Mm. Well, guess what, bitch? It's not going to be there because we don't have enough. So... We're not having enough babies. And unless, like, you really want to pour money into, like, stop using condoms, have more babies. Like, there's not a lot we can do about it, right? But you know what the right. answer might be? What's that? Immigration. That, yeah, that would help. You bring a in a whole bunch of fucking, like, just young, go-getting immigrants to start working and paying in taxes. Boom! You stabilize your economy. Yeah. Oh, look at that. It, uh, oh, plus, um, by the way, whenever you have a bunch of immigrants moving into a city, it actually lowers the crime rate statistically. Yeah. But, you know, why, why let um, facts and reality get in the way of their agendas? So my point is we need to, we need more immigrants. That, that's just that's a side note, but we everything need to get, about immigrants is good. We need to get rid of the wall, and we got to start going. we got to start kidnapping people get, and bringing them over here. We've got to get rid of the wall. we got to get rid of Cuck Carlson. Yeah. We need to we need to start like uh we got to like bust down our borders and then just start like we got to we well, we are still going to need a wall but here's what happens you get over here and then it pops up behind you so you can't leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? We need to turn America into the Roach Motel of immigration. Immigrants check in but they don't check out. Da, 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 da. Actually that feels really terrible. It's like I'm calling them immigrants roaches. Um Well, I figured you were calling Americans roaches. Yeah, well I was calling America a roach trap. But that still makes it sound awful. No awkward. one in America can't get out. Yeah. Can't point being, we need immigrants. We need those. We need those. Those sweet young fucking immigrants to come in and fix. Because what's happening? You're already seeing it in like Japan and other places in a more severe way, where it's like the whole population is just like, hey, let me tell you about good music. And and, and would you like a hard candy? <laughs> oh, speaking of old people and speaking of immigrations, you remember how um, General John Kelly said that uh, immigrants can't. Um, live over here so them and their families all need to just be like you know kicked out yeah his his own grandfather lived in america for 30 years as an illegal immigrant can we just start calling him smelly kelly yes yeah i want to start giving him nicknames like old smelly kelly old general smelly kelly so his dad was an illegal immigrant for uh, sorry grandfather his, his grandfather where was his grandfather from i i don't know I just, um, I remember that fact that his grandfather was here for 30 years, a legal immigrant. Is his grandfather still and, alive? Oh, no. Like, his, he's, General Kelly's like 100 years old. I know, but I was hoping his grandpa was still alive because I was going to be like, lock him up. Lock him up. What we need to do is put, make uh, General Kelly live in those not concentration camps on military bases since he's, you know, the child of a immigrant yeah. that's uh, illegal and shouldn't be over here. I mean, really, so, here's, here's the thing is, like, we just need a comprehensive, like, immigration policy. So you come over here, right? We give you a swag bag and we give you, like, a list. Like, so if you're going to come over here, you got to be, be productive, right? So you get you get over here. It's like you're given a caseworker. Uh, they tell you about like benefits to help get you on your feet. 
Uh, you have to be gainfully employed, you know what I mean? You got to like get a social security card. You got to start taking citizenship classes, right? So you got to do that yes. stuff so that it can help you assimilate. And so like you're paying into the tax base. It's awesome. You're doing you're 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 doing work, right? Maybe we even start like the Works Progress Administration to where like uh, we really encourage immigration to work in federal service. So we're rebuilding like roads and bridges and like, you know, our infrastructure and all that stuff with like immigrant labor the way it used to be built. Yes. You know, that'll fix it, man. Uh, but yeah, did we wrap up the Palestinian-Israeli conflict? I feel like we just yelled at it and then we moved on to Smelly Kelly. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I was just like trying to power us through the uh, the end of its history. Yeah, There's uh, not it, too much left. So, um, so yeah, the, the whole wrap of that point is that so we moved there. We, we moved. We recognized Jerusalem as the as the, the head of the, the capital of Israel, which is not like the, the United Nations was and, is is like you can't do that. That's illegal. And here's another thing that makes it very difficult for us to discuss this is that um, in a lot of the times it does seem like the Israelis are more aggressive than the Palestinians. The Palestinians are still crazy, but at the same time, like they're both victims and they're both uh, victimies. Yeah. The, the person who creates victims, like they're they're both the aggressors and the victims at the same time. But whenever you start talking about one or the other, you start to sound like one of the deplorables because either you can hate on the uh, Palestinians and sound like you're just you know oh, oh brown people are evil, or you start hating on the Jews and you're all like I'm a Nazi hoo ha. You sound like an anti-Semitic. Like, uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing: we all need to point nukes at Britain and go, hey. Fucking fix, fix it. it. Yeah. Yeah, you broke it, you fix Take it. Take your fucking money, go back to the goddamn go back to goddamn Palestine, and you don't get to fucking come back until you fix it. Guess what? If you don't fix it, guess what's new Palestine? Britain. <laughs> you know what it. I mean? I think that's fair. You know what? We're giving the fucking Palestinians uh, uh jolly old England, or at least a part of it. You can have Ireland. We'll start those troubles up again. <laughs> I'm just saying, you yeah. fucked it up. Um, so, so we're, li- I, huh? So I wanted, so I wanted to talk about a success story because um, <laughs> the Jews wanted their own nation, their own land, and that didn't work out for them or anyone involved. Oh, I think it worked but, out great for them. Well, I mean, sort of. <laughs> But, I mean, they are—they do still have aggressors at the door, but at the same time, I can't say that because it sounds like I'm going back on what I said earlier, but I'm not. I'm just, I don't think that just because you have aggressors at the door that you should kill babies, but also we have a stupid orange bastard in the White yeah, House. Yeah, here's the like problem. Here's the problem. Worse. Here's the problem. It's a very yeah. complex, nuanced situation, like you yes. said, with two groups of people who are both victims and are perpetrators of inhuman acts against each other. Yes. In a very small, like put in a very small place, right? So there's no single like solution. Furthermore, our 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 you know Cheeto in chief is not the man for the job. No, he's I'm not just, the man for any job. I'm just like, saying. He was we need to go. You want to fix this? Fuck you up go, the sandwiches. You want to fix this? You go get yourself a real cowboy because this guy ain't doing it. Okay. Yep. And furthermore. Kushner apparently is in league with like illegal funding, like illegal Jewish settlements in fucking uh, in fucking Gaza, and like so. Of course he is. You're reading this, and so the whole reason Trump did this because I'm sure he couldn't find Gaza on a map with both hands (laughs) and Smelly Kelly helping. You know, Um, his hands are very tiny. Yeah, so I'm sure that like this was some kind of like Kushner bullshit. Uh, some Kushner Ivanka bullshit, and so now he's like, ah, eh, the Israelis love me. This is great. Like, um. 
So yeah, so it's it's, it's like you. They fucking... actually do now, and that no. annoys me even more. Oh Jesus Christ, dude! Um, well, we've lost but... support of the rest. That we're breaking with our European allies at this point. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, that's where that's at. So now the most contested city in the world is uh, uh, Trump found a new base, which is really hardline Israelis. So they're all on his side now. Yep. Uh, and I would say at least they can't vote, but Lord knows they're going to bust them in to try to vote illegally. Because they kept saying that the Democrats were doing that with Mexicans, busting in Mexicans to vote. We didn't. There's no evidence of that ever happening. It never happened. But that also means that they're most likely going to do it because they love doing everything that they say that the Democrats do. Like they say the Democrats play the woman card. And then if, you know, whenever people were trying to talk about what's-her-face Gina being um, – Oh, uh, a torture monster. They're like, oh, woman card, woman card. You're just snacking her because she's a woman. No, we're talking about the torture specifically. So, my, so if you want to touch on Gina Haspel real quick, I was real happy with this the other day. Um, sure. So Gina Haspel's the new head of the CIA. She's just been confirmed. Uh, she had a lot to do. She was she was involved in our, our CIA torture program uh, post 9-11. Now, here's what's crazy. So our lawyers go... Uh, you know what? I think there's a legal gray area for torture, so we're gonna go ahead and do it. We got a couple lawyers. We think it's okay. Um, so we kind of just torture doesn't work. But... Yeah, well, yeah, torture doesn't work anyway. But we had a couple lawyers go. I think it's legal. Um, and then like later on, we're like, well, it was probably a bad idea to do it. So the legal international, the international community came out and went, hey, guess what? You can't just declare torture legal and then change your mind. It's always yeah. illegal assholes and that's what makes me mad about the gina haspel thing they go well you know it was a legal gray area and i'm like no it wasn't torture was never a legal gray area and it's still against the geneva convention yeah it's still illegal and they're like well you know waterboarding they they, they tried a semantics argument by saying it's an ant's interrogation and no it's not it's torture you're just fucking word doctoring it dude uh, it's like Abraham Lincoln said about slavery. I think anybody who was in favor of it ought to try it for a while. If you don't think yeah. waterboarding is torture, I invite you to privately message those muckrakers, and we will set up a video camera. We'll get a lawyer. We'll get like 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 we'll sign waivers. If you don't think that waterboarding is torture, we'll we'll go through the whole legal process. We'll get together with you uh, at a place, and then we'll waterboard the shit out of you. And then afterward, I'll see if you still hold that view. Those uh, people have tried that before, by the way, and people who are all like, "Ah, oh, waterboarding ain't that bad," have walked away from it like shivering and terrified, traumatized, having nightmares about it forever. Yeah, saying, "No, no, okay, it was bad. It because was bad. It's... I take everything back." And they like they call it simulated drowning. No, it is drowning. People die from that. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Anyway, yeah, yeah. hence so... why we'll have the waiver ahead of time. Yeah, this is why we're gonna have the waiver because we're not torture experts. So if we fuck up and you die, I don't want to go to jail. Uh, yep. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but, but I uh, will waterboard I, you until I get. I will. We won't even agree on the secret ahead of time. I'll just waterboard you, then I'll start asking you your, for your credit card numbers and your social security number. Yeah, I'll just start asking. And you will give us numbers, even if they're the wrong ones. And they'll probably be the wrong ones because you're going to be freaking out and you won't be able to think clearly. Yeah. Uh, so, but you want the torture to stop at that point, so you'll be like, ah, five, two, three, four, eight, seven. You know, it's really eight, horrible. Six. The way, and then they don't do this much, but the worst thing I heard about waterboarding is uh, if you really want to be good at it, you don't do it with water. You do it with, like, uh, Coke or uh, Pepsi. Uh, shit. Right? Can you imagine so, being drowned in Coke? Uh, 
I mean, ugh, it's bad enough for your teeth. Imagine what it'd be doing to your lungs. You never got soda up your nose before, and like how yes, bad, I have. It, yeah, how bad yeah. it burned and stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it so, sucks. Fuck Gina Haspel. I don't care if she's a man or a woman. She's an asshole. Um, yep. So there's that. Uh, fucking... I did want to talk about um, the one success story of uh, people trying to find their own land, though. Oh, what's your success story? The Mormons. They uh they decided that they wanted their own place because um they were oppressed wherever they went. Dum, um, dum, I'm dum, pretty dum, sure dum. <laughs> that Joseph Smith was uh, killed because uh, people didn't like what he had to preach. So um, what was the guy that carried on for him? <laughs> I didn't know who came after Joseph Smith. Well, uh, whatever Br- Brigham Young, that's oh, the Brigham guy that Young, came yeah, after yeah. him, and he finished leading the Mormons to the promised land of uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, and they settled down there, and that's still like a predominantly Mormon area to this day. They haven't, I mean, people are welcome to come and go as they please, but they don't really integrate, or they haven't really integrated that much. It's still like just mostly Mormon if you go there. Well, it but, doesn't. Yeah, all... it's a it's a brilliant success story. All you have to do is move to a place like Salt Lake City, Utah, where nobody else wants to live, and perfect. You ready That's for how me to do it? You ready for me to burst your bubble? What? Oh no! What happened? So the Mormons didn't just get their land; uh, they were actually part of uh, three different wars, known as the Mormon Wars. Uh, what? There's the 1838 Mormon War, uh, where they fought with people from Missouri. Uh, there is the uh, Utah Mormon War and the lesser-known Illinois Mormon War. Um, so, yeah, 22 <laughs> people were killed uh, Yeah, in this one war. Um, yeah, well, the, it's still not as bad as, like, the um, Anafatas, Anafatas, at least. Uh, as a result it's not of the like war, thousands. And, well, as a result of the result. war, all Mormons in Missouri, more than 10,000, were forced to leave the state. Uh, Ooh, most of so these... that's still mass exodus. Yeah. Uh, anyway, point of being, so you're like the Mormons found like nope, they, they brutally fought and killed too. Ah, oh, that's sad. Yeah. So the point is, uh, that's my that's cute news. The Mormon wars. <laughs> so P- P- Peter gets to have the that's the cute news this week. Yeah. So yeah, the world's a the world is a trash pile. Um, yeah. So that's yeah, that's pretty much the fucking news for uh, the Middle East is smoldering and. Uh, Man, the the biggest problem her, I had her derp with derp is just spraying fuel on the fire. The biggest problem I had with the whole thing was just like Ivanka and Trump, like just like happily like oh, it's a new embassy, and meanwhile, like the other part of like Israel, people are fighting and dying and like that's ah, such a such a so stupid. And uh, they say Trump wouldn't go over there because it's dangerous. I think he wouldn't go over there because he just hates traveling because he's really old and it takes everything out of him to have to like get up and walk up the stairs to the plane and then have to sit there on the plane seat for hours. Very little KFC while you're up there. Yeah, I was about to say, how much KFC do? How many KFCs do they have in uh, in Jerusalem? Um, they might have. I'm some. sure they got a couple. I mean, it's a pretty modern city. Um, but yeah, fucking. Uh, anyway. So that's yeah, that's the uh, that's the news for this week, man. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to plug or any more like that's cute news? Uh, nope. Just uh, if anyone's listening, log on to uh, Amazon and uh, go- or look for Everyone's Legend and just buy all the books in that series. Uh, so uh, yeah. you don't have to you don't have to read them. Just buy them for your Kindle. Patrick is on uh, yeah is now selling selling books on Amazon. Uh, I'm not doing anything right now, so I don't really have anything to plug. As always, please, please, please go. Fucking just go on to um, 
iTunes. iTunes or somewhere and find us and give us a goddamn rating. We got like one. We got like one rating, man. We're dying. We we got one rating on it so long ago now that it doesn't even show up anymore. Whenever I go to check, so um, Powell's whatever that's gone now. So now it looks like we have no ratings. All right, we so need five star ratings and reviews of some type. The fourteen. Actually, give us give us any rating at all, and we will you know give you a shout out on the show. But, you know, five-star ratings is good, too. Give us enough ratings that we'll start trending, and then people yeah. will know we exist. The 14 of you who listen, go, comment, tell us you love, tell iTunes you love us. The, uh, the, the Muckrakers 11, our 11 loyal listeners, just, uh, like, th- throw us a bone here and give us a rating. I'm afraid eventually it's going to become, like, the Muckrakers 5. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's working on it. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. I'm burned out, tired. You know, this week's killed me. Yeah, yeah. This um, th- this week has been so bad. There's been so much more in the news besides what we covered, but you know, yeah. fuck it. I mean, this week's been rougher than a Palestinian peace protest. <laughs>